to looking back at Gawler's history through the pages of the Bunyip once again, and we're looking at Wednesday, August the 2nd, 2023. And I'm here with Kay. Hello, Jeanette. Hi, Kay. August, I can't believe it. Yes, yeah, the years. It's skating past. It is indeed. And a lovely warm day outside, a first vestige of spring around the corner. Yes, yeah, it's blossoming around. Yes, and hay fever season and more rain to come, so it's all happening. It is, it's all happening. So, I'll kick off with 150 years ago, Powder Magazine. We understand that our proximity to the Brossa mines has caused a demand in Gawler for blasting powder and that a correspondence suggests that the authorities ought to keep a watchful eye over this matter, that a few ounces of confined gunpowder lifted the walls of Duffield and Co's mill in Jacob Street from their foundations after the fire. He adds that a hundred pounds is a frightful quantity to keep in one barrel or box, enough to lift a mountain from its base, and he strongly recommends that not more than a two-pound package be stored in one spot, particularly, he says, in conclusion, as he has no wish to be seen flying in fragments someday all over Gawler. <laughs> so with the foundries and the factories in the centre of town, yeah. people would have been storing gunpowder yes. in the middle of town. It's amazing, isn't it? It is, yes. But I can't find anything about the fire at Duffield's. I we did some research. Duffield's and Mill. Find, yeah. So that would... Jacob Street. After the fire. Mm. He had a few mills in Gawler in different locations, but all in town. So I know you'd wonder why Duffield would be storing explosives in a mill, but... Left the foundation wall after the fire. Mm. I've never heard of it. I'll I'll keep a weather eye Mm. out for that when I'm looking through the paperwork here. Mm. Wow. That's an interesting story in itself. Yes, it is. Ah, 100 years ago, freeling a murder charge, a distressing case culminating in a charge of murder against a freeling resident, Max Schwartz, was heard in Adelaide. The direct cause of the quarrel was not brought out in evidence, but witnesses detailed that through certain actions, the deceased, Bernard Westhoff, was injured and died in hospital from tetanus, lockjaw. The defence was that Schwartz good-naturedly tormented Westhoff, who became very wild and rushed at him with a stick. Afterwards, he chased the accused, who in running threw a garden fork behind him to check Westhoff. He saw the deceased attempting to hobble away on the stick and fork and knew he was injured. If the deceased had lived, he knew there would have been no grudge between them as they had long been friends. That's a very, very poignant and sad. Like he was wrestling or mucking around and he slung some muck at him. The other one got angry and chased him with a stick and so he just chucked a fork Mm. at him, pierced his leg and he died of... Tetanus. tetanus. Oh, yes. So it wasn't. It's not actually murder, no, but it's not murder. manslaughter. But yes. it'd be interesting to yeah. follow through on that one and yes, see what the happened. The judge was urging that it was mitigating circumstances. Oh, did he? So, yes. Yeah. I don't know what the final. Oh, it would be interesting to follow yes, that one up. Yeah. yeah, because he wasn't. You know, there was no real will. It wasn't deliberate. It was purely ex- unfortunate that he got, horseplay. Yes, horseplay, an unfortunate result. Oh. So... I remember my mother put a garden fork through her foot and was oh. rushed straight to hospital oh, for yeah. a tetanus jab. Yeah, well, I've got horses and do gardening, yes. and so I have tetanus injections regularly every yes. eight to ten years. Yeah, so I'm due for mine. Yeah. 
it's better to be safe. It is. It's a frightening, frightening thing still. There's still no really real cure for it, so better to be. Yep. So 50 years ago, blocks bring up to $3,000. Five single building allotments in Gawler were sold by auction on Saturday for prices ranging from 2800 to $3,000. A double allotment realised 5700 all allotments are in a group in Bright Street off Lindock Road. They were sold by Gatchens, PTYLTD, Gawler Branch. So Bright Street's in sort of near... Williston. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. It's a nice little area. So I'm not surprised they... And close to Gawler. Yeah, 50 years ago. Mm. Yeah. Well, like... Well, 30,000 50 years ago for yeah. a block of land was probably... 3,000. 3,000, so Yes. Probably at least equivalent to 30000 now. Oh, probably a lot, oh, a lot more than that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was a lot of money. I'd say 300000 more likely. Mm. Yes. Five single allotments. Mm. 25 years ago, the countdown begins for show. With just three weeks to go, organisers are working at full speed to ensure everything is in place for the annual two-day event. Numerous attractions have been secured to keep patrons entertained as well as the traditional events like sheep and show jumping. Sheep and show jumping. Which yeah. make a show jumping sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just reads really funny. Yeah. Like sheep, comma, and show jumping, which make a country show so special. Performing sulphur-crested cockatoos are just some of the great attractions lined up. And I noticed they've got banners in Murray Street advertising the show, but not the date. Right. It just yeah. says, oh, got a show coming up, and it's like, and I'm looking for the date thinking I'll put that in my diary. Mm. And there's no date on it. You've obviously got to go online rather yes. than just sort of I guess that seeing makes it. the banners perennial. If they had the date, they couldn't be reused. So. I suppose so. Good That's point. Right. Yeah. Good point, Jeanette. <laughs> I would have been at that show 25 years ago. It's probably one of the first school of shows I've ever been oh, to. Oh, really? Yeah, 25 years children. ago. Where yeah. was I? 20, 40, 25 years ago. I don't know what I was doing. 25. 1998. I probably might have. We might have gone over. We used to go to the show one mm. day every year. Yeah, yes, Mark loved it. He was a member of it for a long time. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, so 10 years ago, Gawler Car Yard closed. New parking restrictions along Main North Road in Rilliston has put the brakes on an unofficial public car yard. Gawler Council installed two-hour parking limit signage on the section of bitumen outside Gawler Caravan Park and opposite the Gawler Aquatic Centre earlier this month. Gawler Council Chief Executive Henry Innett said the move was aimed at discouraging vehicle owners from using the area as it was dangerous for passing motorists. It was actually a car sale yard. They were second-hand cars. Oh, People no. put all their second-hand yeah. cars Yeah, it was good there. fun. You'd go yes. along and kick tyres if you wanted to. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's it yes. for this week. It's it it for just seems week. a shame without the... It the does. other photograph, yes, it seems like, yeah, and just yes. describing it to people. and mm. so. But anyway, yeah. that's a decision, a commercial decision by the Bunyip, mm. so we can't argue with that. We're very grateful that they yes. still publish Looking Back, which I think is an interesting, it is an interesting snapshot of how the town or the city, mm. is. It, it's not a city yet, but how the town has changed over the years and just the different traditions that we had yes, then that we don't yeah. have now and just how life has changed I mean, we've yep. got so many stories that reflect differences in lifestyle yeah like powder magazine they're, they're in the middle of dynamite in the middle of time <laughs> yeah. or dynamite gunpowder in the middle of the town and yes. some yeah. poor bugger throwing a fork a yeah. pitchfork at someone else who died of tetanus mm. you know it's just it is a really yeah. interesting snapshot so grateful to the bunyip for yes 
allowing that to continue. So mm. signing off for this week then, Jeanette. Until next week, Kate. Until then. For all, like so